When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by, in Manchester, England, Dave Watson. Hi Fergus, how are you doing man? Good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Paul Doolin isn't here. He's busy with work. He's not doing anything as glamorous as advertising the Swiss post office. I'm surprised it didn't turn into like an, an epic, as uh, as Paul suggested it might. Well, you mean the advert? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of drama in the Swiss post office, right? Well, I'm hoping I might get a spin-off sitcom. I mean, <laughs> one thing you guys failed to grasp was I wasn't playing a character who works at the Swiss post office. I was playing... There's a lot more to it than that. I was playing a customer. Right, well... But I, for one, apologise. I mean, I, I don't want to typecast you because, to be fair, all your previous roles do scream Swiss post office worker. It's been heading in this direction for a, a long time, <laughs> my career. Yeah, yeah. In other news, hot off the, spread, off the press in direct relation to my career, I know that's all the Newcastle Natter listener thinks about. Uh, David Hasselhoff, my... Uh, sometimes co-star, as of the last 10 minutes, has tweeted, with no explanation, a Google image search of his girlfriend's ass. (laughs) 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 Well, no, if you look at when... (laughs) This is genuinely what it says. In the Google image search, it says, Hayley Roberts, age... Oh dear. But the picture is her bum. So, I mean, I'm not judging. There's no, like, I'm not. I'm, I am judging. I am full on judging right I'm now. I'm just putting that information out there. I mean, the guy <laughs> is a lad. <laughs> okay. Speaking of lads. Speaking of lads, there were 11 of them, 14 probably in total. Who let us down yeah. on Saturday? I don't know if you listened to the previous pod, but I did. Paul and I were really fucking arrogant. <laughs> you were, you were, you did set yourselves up for a fall there. Yeah. I did sort of it, I, listening to it as a as an outsider, which I rarely get to do. I did sort yeah. of get caught up in it and think, yeah. Uh, but also think, ooh, are we heading for a fall here? <laughs> I, 
I mean, I was talking about, yeah, we'll smash them 4 0. That is what classic Dave Watson, <laughs> if we're honest. Yeah. What do I know? Yeah. Did you listen to it? I didn't get to listen to it. I was working. But oh, of course. I watched the highlights. Um, what little there were. Um, it, was, it was not a good game. It was the flattest. Um, the flattest I've certainly heard it described to me through the radio. But we just we didn't seem to create much. The the midfield and the forward line failed in their duties. To be honest, I mean we did have fifteen shots, um, but only managed like two of them on target in you know ninety plus six minutes. So it wasn't. We weren't we weren't creating much. I mean, the two their two centre backs had a decent game, but honestly, if if our if our front five had turned up, I would have fancied us to. Um, yeah, we should we should have been able to put quite a few past them. So I, I didn't. Um, watching the highlights, it didn't look like we had uh, many clear cut opportunities until maybe one or two uh, near the end. But I remember yeah. seeing the starting lineup before uh, the game kicked off and thinking, oh, well, Rafa's obviously made uh, quite a few changes there in view to uh, three games in eight days or whatever it is and the and the uh, Ethel Cup quarterfinal. Yeah. Fair enough. And I did look at the team sheet and thought rather cockily, rather buoyed by... Uh, your podcast that well we've got so much strength in depth this will be great to see Atsu and give Mitrovic a start and and uh, we'll we'll still have easily enough to to win yeah. by two or three goals. Uh, it's it's when you I, th- I think the problem was that if if you made three changes to the team. And the, you know, say for example, we didn't have Gamez, we had um, uh, Domit on from the start, and, or maybe we started with um, like Clark and Lascelles instead of Mbemba or whatever. Like if we'd made three changes, I think we would have kept the cohesion of the team a little better. Um, I think there were too many changes, and Rafa himself has has, has taken the blame. He, he says that his. Um, you know, he wasn't happy with what he saw on the pitch, and he wasn't happy with um, like the the performance and stuff. But he, he also said that he wasn't happy with his decisions. And I can, from that, I can only assume he means the selection, the substitutions, and well, perhaps like the interview, when he made them or whatever. Okay, the interview I saw on Channel Five, he sort of he stood by the making a lot of changes because he was saying sometimes you have to do this and. Uh, hmm. And I accept that. Uh, mm. You know, we did. We did still have. Uh, it, it's not like we. I mean, we made one. Probably, you'd have to describe it as a defensive error for the for the uh, the goal that we conceded. Right? I mean, we shouldn't have really yeah. conceded that goal. Who was no. who was to blame? Who was meant to be marking their uh, scorer, Mulgrew? It was Mbembo, wasn't it? Probably who hasn't had a lot of game time, um, no. of late. But you know we did have uh, Richie and Shelby starting, both of whom could make a case for being our player of the season. We mm. have had Mitrovic, who's been scoring. Atsu's been and doing I was well. I was expecting with 
the, the creativity and flair on the wings, I was expecting Mitrovic to get a lot of service, but to be honest, he, he just didn't. Um, the, the quality of the crosses coming into the box was poor. Um, Perez had another like, pretty bad game, to be honest, and that number 10 position we keep talking about, but it is, it is raising a lot of questions. Like, would we be better off playing without a number 10 and playing with either uh, a third midfielder, so you're playing with like Shelby, Diarme, dropping, you know, as a deep lying uh, central midfielder, or playing Colback and Hayden and Shelby with Shelby giving more license up front. I don't know. It's so the, weird because it doesn't seem that long ago that we had a surplus of number 10s. We were a club addicted to buying number 10s. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had, what was it, Saive, Dion, Cabela, um, Marvo, Perez, obviously. Yeah, we had we had a more than our fair share, and now but I guess got two, in the end, we but they're just not doing it. Yeah, bring back Dion, eh? Yeah. Um, it's a shame about Perez, but yeah, it's not really working for him at the moment. This would have been, uh, what was it? We were aiming for... Ten in a row. Ten in a row, which would have been a record of sorts. Yeah. And uh, we failed it. But it's, it is one of those things with any club, and I feel it particularly with ours, but I'm sure any club feels like this. There's always a tipping point of sort of... Uh, cockiness might be the wrong word, but complacency. There's yeah. always a tipping point where... Yeah. You need a bit of a wake-up call. And the question is, does this now uh, bring on a period of uh, of less good form or is this just a blip and is it time to start the next record-breaking run? Chasing run, yeah. Like I, I mean, a, fr- run. a friend of mine, I was chatting to a mate of mine about the, the changes and stuff like that and, and he raised a good point that he's an Everton fan and he was saying that um, Coleman changed a lot of a uh, lot of their team for their cup game against Norwich, and uh, that didn't work. And then since then they've gone on a really bad run. And he was saying, you know, momentum is is king in football, and because don't like Hull are still going to be a big a big challenge. I mean, they're still I know they're having a terrible time in the Premier League, but they're still you know Snodgrass is a, is a hell of a player, and if he's up for it, and if the other players are you know, keen to, to, to make amends, we could go like, we could lose two on the bounce and then go into a Norwich game, which suddenly becomes, well, we have to turn it round and stuff like that. So, so the next few games, really big uh, in our season because we've seen what, you know, like uh, Norwich did it again. When, when we beat them um, in the final, in the final kick of the game, really, since then, they haven't really clicked it looks like Neil's for the sack. So I'm not saying we're going to go on a run as badly as them, but momentum is king. It's king. It's not like we haven't been making quite a lot of changes all throughout the season, though. No, and we praised Rafa for the rotation policy because it it should keep players hungry and it should keep players um, uh, more fresh and it should keep them less likely to, to pick up like injuries, certainly muscle injuries and stuff like that. So, I mean, the only two players who haven't played a lot this season who started, I guess, are Mbemba and uh, Gamez. Gamez, I uh, should mention, came off on a stretcher on 54 yeah. minutes. So we 
probably won't be seeing much of him in the next couple of weeks at least. Um, no, they're saying it's, um, I was just going to say, it's a, it's a collarbone injury. And that's it looks, right, yeah. If he needs surgery, he's going to go for six weeks. He's got such bad luck with, with injury. He might be the new De Jong, right. and which, which will make Paul happy. Cause which will earn, earn him a place on uh, Paul's wall. <laughs> but, you know. um, and then... I mean, uh, you're right, like, it was only Gamers and Bemba and Atsu who really haven't been regular starters. Um, but I think it's just the, the maybe the permutation didn't click. I don't know. And it could be, to be fair, Blackburn defended pretty well. Um, their two centre-halves were dominant against Mitrovic, which is, I think, part of the reason why I wanted um, Gale to come on earlier and go 4-4-2 was to cause them different you know, different um, problems. But I ended up, um, and Bumba came off for um, for Gale, didn't he, at the end of it, which was he did. odd. Well, Gale, um, you could say uh, that an error would have been, was not to start a player who was in such incredible goal-scoring form. But he came on in 84 minutes, did get a couple of chances, one of them really good, and failed mm. to take them. I mean, my instinct yeah. is he probably, the sort of form he was on, and the fact that he was able to come on and in less than 10 minutes create those chances uh, tells you that I think he probably would have scored. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, I'm 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 chalking it down to a bad day at the office for like too many of the players. Um, we can cope with a couple of the players that like we've we've coped with the army having a bad day. We've coped with Perez having a bad day, et cetera, et cetera. We but it was just too many of them had a bad day, and it. it I tell you it, what, it was I were undoing. I tell you what, we can't cope with. What's that? Johan Gufram not in the starting lineup. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? I Who'd mean, that's thunk? the big error. Surely, I'm sh- I'm sure he'll get a starting place on Tuesday, aka tomorrow night at time of recording. Um, yeah, yeah. What else is there to say about the Blackburn game? Well, I, uh, so you know how I'm a massive stats nerd, and uh, I go I go off too far into the minutiae. But I looked on um, a website, but that you're I about to do it. Before. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, experimental three six one. Uh, it shows the like the shots, the quality of the chances, the number of chances, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, versus each other. And it, it, if you look, I've already stuck it up on my Twitter. Um, if you look at the, the the graphic that they produced, it definitely shows that it was a bit of a smash and grab for for Blackburn, and that we we created, we did create more than them, and we did. Have create decent chances, but we just didn't take them or or whatever. So for all, yeah, we we didn't play particularly well. It was there was only one goal in it. It was one defensive lapse, and for us to play against a team like that and 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 play so badly and only screw up a little, bit, like only lose like by one goal, then. I'm not. I'm not too worried. I, I do. We were saying before: is it a blip or is it indicative of, of something bigger? And I think it's just a blip. I fancy us to do well against Hull, even if we don't get through, and we could, we can take as much positive from the performance as we could do from a result in a cup game. And against the next few games we've got, which is uh, Forest, um, Wigan, and uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember somebody else. Um, Birmingham, I think. Um, I fancy us to 
you know, get back in our stride. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Yeah, yeah, I'll go along with that. Yeah, Forest, Birmingham, and then Wigan, and yeah. then Burton, Albion. Yeah, you know, uh, lots of fun, classic championship fodder. Yeah. Uh, and now we're going to go for a quick break. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. And we're back. A few things to uh, talk about. Um, There was talk in the... So are you happy to move on from the game? Dave? No, the only other thing I was going to Go say on. about the game is that it was the fifth biggest gate in Europe, which is insane. You know, staggering. Yeah. <laughs> that is but insane. Again, and then we go to like, <laughs> and then we go to clubs like Leeds, who I would have thought were like kind of a similar sized club to Leeds, really. And then, mm, but you yeah. know, that instinctively, that's why yeah. they've certainly won a lot more than us in my lifetime. Um, certainly in my lifetime, yeah. They, uh, or in, you know, one of my uncle's lifetimes. <laughs> um, but they, uh, it took us visiting them for them to have their biggest attendance in a long time. Whereas we're bashing out these massive attendances. But what's weird is you look at our attendance stats from like 30 years ago. We certainly weren't comparable. We, we certainly weren't way ahead of... Lots of other teams. No, I think. Um, I mean, you have. To I mean, we had a sort of smaller stadium as well, but we yeah, used to we get in the eighties like fifteen thousand. Yeah, but then that was when. I mean, there's there's a few mitigating factors. One, the league that we were playing in at the time, the the unrest um, in the in the club because a lot of those really low attendances are tie in with fan protests about the the owners. Um, well, luckily, we've part. got a really popular owner now. <laughs> there was also, you know, the, the sound of the football was poor, and the. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we just got relegated, Dave. Yeah, but we got again. It's we got relegated, but we've got Rafa Benitez, and we've got really good players, and we're likely to come straight back up. Whereas there, we were literally on the precipice of of doom and disappearing, and then John Hall and Kevin Keegan, and suddenly. We're away, and we've never looked back. That that man revived revived our club, and he deserves a lot of credit. Which one, John Hall or Kevin Keegan? Oh, Keegan. John John Hall, like he put money into the club, and he he wanted it to do well, but purely from a you know it was mostly self interest. Whereas Keegan, without Keegan, none of it would have happened. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. there's lots more to talk about there, but I feel like I need to rattle on. Uh, yeah. So perhaps we'll return to that at another time. Okay. Uh, here's something that was mentioned briefly in the press in the last week, was the possi- Rafa Benitez saying that the door is open to Stephen Gerrard if he wants to be a coach at Newcastle. Yeah. What are your well, thoughts on that, um, Dave? Um, I mean, 
Gerrard's clearly an excellent, you know, he was a world-class player. Um, I've no idea if he'd be much cop as a as a um, as a coach, but you know, he's not done it anywhere else. I wouldn't have any problem with him like doing his badges and, and working on the coaching team with Rafa Benitez. That's not not a problem at all. Because fine. Um, Here's my instinct. Yeah, I've I've got no problem with it in theory. And like you say, do his badges. We don't know what kind of coach he would be. But I would just worry that it'd just become a bit of a circus. There'd just be so many articles about like, oh, what's Steven Gerrard doing? Has Is Steven Gerrard going to turn John Joe Shelby around? Is Steven right, Gerrard yeah, yeah. this, this, that? Newcastle lost at the weekend against Blackburn. Is it Steven Gerrard's fault? Newcastle beat Blackburn at the weekend, thanks to Steven Gerrard. I just think it would just, <laughs> it would be, I mean, no grudge against him. No. But I think Saturday aside, we're doing really well and I'd rather not uh, tamper with it. And also, I think it probably won't happen. So. Well, no, no, I, th- I think if he's going to go anywhere to do his coaching badges, it'll be... You know, it'll be Liverpool, Liverpool, or if he's if if he's going to do um, if he's going into management because there were rumours of him going to MK Dons, but that's not happening. It looks like the Hearts managers going to MK Dons, which ties back into our club because Hearts had previously offered that job to Ian Caffrey. So there might be you know movement on um, on Ian Caffrey's side and. Uh, he might want to go up to, to Hart and take on the manager's role up there. We'll see. Uh, I've got to rattle on because uh, the podcast that we're in before us, the Spurs podcast, overrun quite significantly. Uh, yeah. They may have been talking about Musa Sissoko. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, I should just very briefly talk about uh, Dalton got in touch on Twitter and said, just thought I would mention that Sissoko and Pardew are hated at the clubs at the moment. Funny, he says. Definitely. And I know that you're a big fan of that. And I saw you get into, trying to get into a argument with Ian Wright on Twitter this week about Pardew. Yeah, you love it, don't you? Though. You love it. Yeah. You, w- you won't let it lie. <laughs> it is quite, en- wow. I'm quite entertained by the Sissoko thing because that is something that I can see a, tangible I don't Pardew it's like well he was shit for us and now he's shit for Palace you know no one's winning out of this situation whereas Sissoko it's quite funny that we did get 30 million quid for him after him being (laughs) so shit for a year and then like doing a couple of sprints in a game that was on TV 30 million that is quite entertaining um, I did enjoy that. And now he's like officially shit. Like like, <laughs> like Spurs have like put out a press release. Okay, we admit it. Sissoko is shit. <laughs> it's like, it's official what? now. It's like a government stat. One thing that needs to be cleared up um, is his transfer fee. People are saying that it's, um, it's £6 million per year he's there. So if he's there for the full five years, they pay us. 30 million but if he's only there for two years they only pay us 12 million it's not the case it just means that the the transfer fee that they receive by selling him 
that money goes to us. Yeah, they're so just paying they, it in instalments. Yeah, exactly. So if they if they pay if they sell him for twenty million, um, and that he's only been there for a year, then they have to make up the shortfall and pay us the rest. Yeah, they've of the They've still money. got to pay us. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. But I just you buy a TV a, with uh, Bright Life, whatever they're called, Rumblows. <laughs> one of these, um, I don't know. I always buy them uh, for higher work. Purchase. Yeah. Then, yeah, you know, you've still got to pay up. Okay, I've got to rattle on, Dave. Sorry. Um, no, no, We've fine. got Arsenal outside. We're stuck in between the North London rivalry. Oh, dear. You know, you, Spurs and Arsenal, they usually leave early, don't they? No. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> uh, there's a great question on Twitter from Teague Whalen, who says, yeah. which player that we have sold over the past few seasons would you want back the most. I have one in my mind, Dave. Okay. Um, Who do you think it I is? I would say probably probably Townsend. That is definitely not what I would say. The last what few seasons. Hatton Ben Arthur. Yeah, he's he's great, but it's would he work in Raffers? Whereas Townsend definitely would. Townsend? The last few Townsend's that's your pick, good. Andros Townsend. Well, ahead of who? Like, Ben Arthur? Yes, Ben Arthur! Yeah, no, he's He's great. He's brilliant at the moment. I'd love to have Ben Arthur back, tearing up the championship. Yeah, but then the other options were like, Lorik, Lorik Remy, would he smash it in the championship? Yeah, but he's also a bit... Oh, come on, Ben Arthur. Ben Arthur's like my... Ben Arthur is easily my favourite Newcastle player of uh, the... Tens or whatever we call in this decade, easily. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, he might I, I, be my favourite Newcastle player this century. You, wow, I wouldn't. Well, actually, yeah, as in yeah, signed probably. this century. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love Ben Arthur. I think he's incredible. I, I loved watching him play. It's the kind of player that got you up out your out your seat. But in the championship under Rafa Benitez, not sure. Okay, fine. Well, Stick, like, all right, then. No, it's fine. My answer is. Go on. I was just going to say, anybody, any of the listeners, get in touch. Tell us who you would have. And um, in the last few seasons you know. that we got rid of, so I'll, I'll, I'll put a number on that. In the last five seasons, Ooh, uh, we could do a poll. We could do a poll. We could do everything. This is going <laughs> to take. This is going to go viral. But yeah. let it be known that I want one of the mo- most majestic players ever to grace British football. <laughs> And you want Andreas Townsend, who did a yeah. great three months for us last season, but is now yeah. doing quite shit at Crystal Palace. But um, yeah, the caveat is Pardew for that, though. All right, okay, fine. Well, like yeah. Hatton Benafer managed, managed to do some beautiful things under which manager? Despite Alan, Alan Pardew. Pardew. Yeah. Okay. okay, so tomorrow night, uh, probably tonight, as you're listening to this, we're playing Hull in the Ethel Cup. Yep. In a quarter-final. Dave, what do you reckon the score will be? 2-1. To Newcastle United? New to Newcastle, yes. yes. Okay, I'm going to go 1-0 to, okay. New- to Newcastle United. And Excellent. I hope that is what, happen- what happens, because it would be lovely to be in the semi-finals of a cup yeah. competition. And if we had more time, I would talk about Snodgrass, I would talk about the, the, um, the attendances and... Yeah. 
all of that, but apparently we don't have time. Unfortunately not. No, yes, there's a lot no. of talk of the attendances. Weird thing going on where their stadium's going to be half filled, but they won't give us many tickets, which seems a bit stingy. Yeah, and uh, we've got 5,000 going back to St. James's Park for a beam back. Amazing. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, if we can win this game, which I think we're probably the favourites for, then win the semi-finals, and then you can dare to dream. And then uh, Friday night game on Sky away at Nottingham Forest. So that'll be fun. Yeah, this one. It should be good. They've got the, work, they've got the um, second worst defence in the league. But Great. they've got the second best attack. Ooh. They're really dirty. There's been uh, eight red cards in the 18 league games that they've played. Um, so I wouldn't play Mitrovic. Uh <sighs> Six to five and pick them with this. Like seriously, they. they You're the only person goals. I've ever heard say that phrase. But carry what, on. Six to five and pick them. Yes. Anyway, carry cool. on. Cool. So Dave Watson original. Yeah. Um, I reckon. Shit. I'm a three two Newcastle. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah. I'm tempted to. I'll, I'll go for three one. I'll go for three one. <laughs> Why not? But yeah. I'm 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 not going to let this blip nudge me from uh, some optimism. Good. Uh, even though Good. optimism on the Newcastle Nata seems to bring about uh, Newcastle United losses. But thank yeah. you very much for your time, Dave. Cheers, Fergus. Short but sweet. It's been lovely to have you in my ears. And uh, thank you to you, the Na- Newcastle Nata listener. We've been Dave Watson and Fergus Craig. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.